Hey, Grown Up Friends, a big thank you to so many of you that have already bought my new book, Launching Financial Grownups, Live Your Richest Life by Helping Your Almost Adult Kids Become Everyday Money Smart. This book was not easy to write because I had to get honest with myself about what was working with my teen and young adult kids and what was not working. And I also had to be prepared to share it with all of you. So first of all, thank you for your support and your wonderful responses to it. There's definitely some things in there that you may not have been expecting to hear. By the way, I got a lot of help from my money expert friends and also financial therapists and parenting experts. I am really happy with how launching Financial Grownups came out, even though it really was hard to be like I said, that honest, and um, it was a lot of work, but I really love doing it, and I'm really happy with how it came out. On that note, if you have not already, please pick up a copy of Launching Financial Grownups today. After you do, please share it on social media. Please leave a review on Amazon. Those reviews are super important because the algorithm picks up on them, and that can make the book a lot more visible to more people. So I truly appreciate it, and I really also appreciate all of your support. With elevated levels of inflation, with higher bond yields, that's a recipe probably for outperformance in value sectors. And the value sectors presently are financials, materials, and energy. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of Launching Financial Grownups, because you know what? Grown-up life is really hard, but together, we got this. Hey, grown-up friends. I hope everyone's enjoying spring wherever you are. It's a great time for a road trip if you can afford the gas, and that is not the only thing with sky-high prices. I mean, looking for a home these days can make even the most tenacious grown-ups feel like giving up. So where is the upside? Well, there are investment opportunities here, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Our guest is Andrew Graham. He is the founder and managing partner at Jackson Square Capital, and it was really a privilege to be able to bring you his insights that he shares with his high net worth clients. One thing to pay special attention to in the interview is what he has to say about the kinds of banks that are going to outperform and why. We also talk about energy and why that could be a place for dividends and a hedge against inflation. Andrew also has some compelling things to say about the housing market and whether buying a home will become more affordable anytime soon. Listen closely. There's a lot to learn from this guy. Here is Jackson Square Capital's Andrew Graham. Andrew Graham, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be on the pod. We're so happy to have you. So let me just give a quick introduction. You're the founder and managing partner of Jackson Square Capital, an investment and financial advisory out in San Francisco, one of my favorite cities. I asked you to come on because so many of our listeners are concerned about inflation. They go to the grocery store, they go to the gas pump. The prices are just frightening more and more. But there's some upside to this when it comes to investing. 
And so I asked you to come talk about some strategies and some sort of mindset that we can take to understand that there are things about inflation that can present opportunity and certainly, you know, in some ways, at least mitigate some of the damage that we're seeing in our day-to-day consumer life with some, you know, wealth management strategies. So thank you for coming on. My pleasure. So I can start with inflation just really quick. And I, for us in, in our world as an in investment manager, our visibility really extends, it extends six months for sure. And then the further you go, the less clear things become. But we can, you know, kind of see out nine months and feel pretty good forecasting nine months forward. Let's start with equity. Where are the best sectors in terms of equity investments for your money as inflation continues to be a concern? Yeah, you know, I think the best places to be in terms of maybe equity style rather than growth sort of tech-centric portfolios. And we have, uh, these are all household names now over the last 12 years, everybody's made sure they've owned plenty of them. It's been pretty apparent that that's where that, that was the only game in town. But with elevated levels of inflation, with higher bond yields, that's a recipe probably for outperformance in value sectors. And the value sectors presently are financials, materials, and energy. Okay, so let's break that down. Okay, so let's start with financials. Banks have what's called, uh, make most of their money, the bulk of their money on net interest margins. It's the difference between the rate that they borrow or, or receive their money from, from the Fed and the rate that they earn on their loans. And so as short-term loans reset, they don't even need really to drive loan growth, although we see the beginnings of that happening in, in December and again here in, in Q1, they don't need to really get it out of loan growth. They can just reset their short-term loans as they mature for those people rolling them over. And those those loans at higher levels, just reflecting you know where bond yields, short-term bond yields are. So Again, deposits, they're not going to pay anything on deposits, let's assume, and mm -hmm. they're going to be earning more for their loans. So their net interest income, which is, again, the bulk of their earnings at a bank, is going to rise. And I see that going on for a while now. We, you know, Jackson Square Capital have a preference for sort of share takers when it comes to the banks. And those are generally the regional banks, so not the super gigantic money centers that have been gobbling up community banks over the last, whatever, 20 or 30 years. It's the regional banks and the ones that I that are most attractive, in our opinion, are the ones that, um, you know, are sort of high tech, high touch. And you can see them just taking share in major markets like, like this one. So in San Francisco, where we sit, sit First Republic has been taking share for, for years and we just see that continuing with lots of loan growth. Um, so we, we like First Republic and we also uh, like Silicon Valley Bank, also local. Um, again, taking share, lots of loan growth, lots of private equity cash on the sidelines. And as that private equity money gets deployed in investments, they're going to make what are called capital call lo loans, which are short-term loans. And again, those will reset at higher rates. So probably the bank that's the most sensitive to interest rates and the benefits the most is Silicon Valley Bank. 
Interesting. And the second equity sector that you mentioned to pay attention to is materials. Tell us more about that and why. So materials are going to have the pricing power, the ability to benefit from their own pricing power. They have relative for sort of fixed costs. There's most of these plants are built out. Um, Some of these chemical companies, for example, Olin, there are some big barriers to entry. It's a, these are, some of them are dangerous products to make, but they are very necessary and they have mostly industrial uses. So if we're right and inflation stays elevated and the cycle has further to go, that's the recovery cycle. And we think it does. And I'll go into that if you'd like. Then there's more upside for those, those companies as they have pricing power. And then there's, you know, an industrial sort of recovery narrative that goes on as well. And the third area you mentioned was energy. We expect energy stocks to outperform over the next, you know, that six to nine month window we discussed and maybe beyond. There's some structural supply issues going on in the industry where either from political pressures or or pressure from shareholders to return capital, many of these oil and gas exploration and production companies, for example, are being incented to return capital to shareholders rather than develop new production and drill new wells, for example. So we expect even if, and we do expect U.S., oil and gas production to rise this year in 2022, but we don't see it matching demand levels. So look for elevated uh, WTI crude prices and beneficiaries there include the majors that pay big dividend yields like the Exxon and the Chevron of the world, of course. And then in in, uh, exploration and production companies, maybe like Marathon, Petroleum, Oventive also as a mid-cap name that stands out. If oil prices stay just above $65, modeling that out based on their, uh, based on Oventive's uh, free cash flow generation from the past, they're going to have the ability to pay back the entire market cap of the company within five years. So lots of opportunity there. Yeah. And I think with respect to stocks in general, you've talked about the importance of paying attention to companies that give money back to shareholders, whether that be in the form of stock buybacks or dividends. And that is something that, you know, at the end of the day, money is money and and they're giving people money. That's something that investors should pay attention to. I think so. I would say with one qualifier, I think it works best in that energy sector. And the reason is, is that the decarbonization efforts are there for a reason. By the time you get out, you know, 10 years, and again, I know we're in a shorter window, but by the time you move out further and further, demand for alternative energy sources actually starts to kind of come together. The demand is there now. The problem is there's just not the capacity to meet it. And so demand, you know, chooses the old forms right now. But as those substitutes become available, I think we'll see a shift. So, in most cases, our preference, when I was talking about banks, I, I chose two banks that don't return capital to shareholder in any big way. As a matter of fact, they raise capital. And the reason why our preference there is those are longer term investments. Those Both of those banks have outperformed the large cap money centers over the last two decades. 
And we expect it to continue in the current environment, probably at an accelerated rate because they do have loan growth. But I think an energy return of capital is a good plan and it's a good thing, whether it's in the form of dividends or share repurchases and just what are you going to do with all that free cash flow generation? So it's got to go to the shareholders. And uh, it's, a, it's a meaningful way, I think, of hedging against uh, elevated rates of inflation. Let's just touch quickly on real estate because there's so many people frustrated by higher home prices. And look, we have to be realistic. You probably aren't going to make a ton of money if you're buying a home just to live in or as an investment anytime short term. But that doesn't mean it's not an area that people should be paying attention to. Yeah. If you look at the supply and demand within the housing world, you know, there's just, there is limited supply and demand has been, you know, sort of running at an accelerated clip since uh, there was like glimmers of hope the pandemic might be ending. So you've seen some sharp upticks in almost all geographic areas in this country. And I don't know if that's going to slow down here in the near term. So we're kind of modeling in 12% home price appreciation for this year. And we think the economy can withstand that um, that kind of appreciation. So I don't think the affordability uh, factor is, is going to mean much here in the near term. And in the short term, as bond yields rise, inflation's going up, so bond yields are, are rising. As bond yields rise, uh, there's sort of a, a get-it-while-you-can attitude on the part of consumers to lock in their mortgage rates now versus six, nine months well into the future. So you'll see, I think, accelerated pickup in uh, housing demand as uh, in the short term as bond yields as bond yields have already risen. And I think they can, there's further you know, room for bond yields to go higher. So continued frustration for people looking to buy a home, but good news for real estate investors. I think so. Again, eventually price cures price, but affordability, even though it's the worst it's been since the global financial crisis, um, affordability measures, they're nowhere near where they were leading into the the global financial crisis. So I don't think it's a cycle killing kind of thing, uh, like I said before. And and so, yeah, it, it's going to be competitive. I think home buying, home shopping is going to be competitive for the near term and maybe even accelerate here as uh, bond yields have gone up and people feel a need to, to get it done now rather than later. Thank you so much. Andrew, where can people learn more about you and Jackson Square Capital? You can go on to our uh, website, of course, which is jacksonsquarecap.com. I write a daily email, which uh, I think helps me stay informed. It's called Morning Notes, and you can sign up there if you'd like to receive it. But happy to have helped today. Thanks for having me on. I've been told I have a face for podcasting. So this is... This is- <laughs> you are a lot of fun to have on. Thanks, Andrew. Anytime. There was a lot to take away from that. You were probably tempted to take notes, but if you're a regular listener, you know you don't have to. We always have you covered with show notes and full transcripts on my website. Go to bobbyrebell.com. That's B-O-B-B-I-R-E-B-E-L-L.com. There you will, of course, also find information about my new book, Launching Financial Grownups, as well as how to be in touch if you would like me to come speak to your organization. 
I have both virtual and in-person programs that you can learn more about by clicking on Work With Bobby. It's the tab on the upper right corner of my website. I hope to hear from you guys soon. So I wanna hear what you are investing in as inflation continues to rise. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 and on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And by the way, I did what I didn't think I would ever do. I opened a TikTok account. I am still figuring it out. So check out my videos and give me some pointers. The handle is Bobby Rebel. Big thanks to Jackson Square Capital's Andrew Graham for sharing some great insights on investing and helping us all be financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at bobbyrebell1 on Instagram and bobbyrebell on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, Help your friends on their journey to being financial grownups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.